figure state plan. That was the escape plan. But hey, investigating that shit was a waste. Man, but wait, I Yo, what's up, everybody? It's time for the End Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, my partners in crime, my brothers from other mothers, Jim Cross, Randy Jowers, and guys, tonight's episode nine titled Powder Blues and Pinstripes, because tonight we're going to bring on Ole Miss baseball stars Ben Van Cleve, Hayden Leatherwood, and Hudson Sapp. But before we bring the full house of guests, Jim, I got to ask you, man, you know, you, you get a chance to go out and check these guys out in the fall, being so close to them and just to kind of prep everybody for tonight's episode. What did you see from those guys this weekend in their fall series? Man, I was really impressed, to be honest. You know, there's obviously always big expectations coming from the Ole Miss baseball program, but, you know, they got a lot of young pitchers filling a lot of gaps. Um, they looked really good across the board pitching. Um hitting that lineup top to bottom. I mean, they got it. The stats are out. It shows what they're bringing back. They're all there. I expect nothing, but it is an Omaha bus year for this team. They got the talent to do it. I was impressed by what I saw. So I'm I'm excited for them and the possibilities for them, even not being an old Miss guy, just because we know these guys personally, I'm rooting for them. Yeah, man, we're, we're prepped. We're ready. We're loaded. We're ready to get into this episode. So Let's do it. Help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview in podcasting this week. Ole Miss baseball stars Ben Van Cleve, Hayden Leatherwood, and Hudson Sapp. All right, gentlemen. Ben, Hayden, Hudson. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, uh, it's this is kind of an awesome little thing that we got. We have Hudson, Jim, and Ben in studio together. Um, we got Hayden. He's remote in, in his studio bedroom. Randy is in the in the where all the the money's made. He's in his his spot. I'm in my spot. Um, it's kind of kind of a cool little feel. We got six guys on tonight. We're gonna talk old miss baseball the fall season um but before we get into the good stuff we got to take care of some business um as you as you guys well are well aware truvy is the main leading sponsor for the in off the bench podcast and jim has seen some amazing results um but it's always nice to get other people's uh feelings and, and what they think about the product Hey, no, I'll start with you, man. I've heard that your mother, man, has had some awesome results on the product. Like, talk to me about that. What's going on with her? How's she doing on it? Oh, yeah, she actually talks about it uh, just about every day. Uh, so I think she's on the hardened hydration mix. It's like a powder mix. You put them with water. And uh, she's lost, I think, like 10 or 15 pounds. Uh, she says she feels great. Uh, and I actually, I actually drink it sometimes, and I love it. Uh, it supports so many so many good things. Uh, and I know my mom's trying to get a bunch of her friends. They're, they're on it. They love it. Uh, and she's just trying to spread the, spread the news about it. Um, but I know me, Ben, Jim, Jim, we can all, we can all help you out with that. Uh, you can just reach out to us if you're interested. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if you're just looking to, to lose a couple pounds or feel better about yourself or, even just how sleep better, um, reach out to these guys. They can get you on the right plan, get you right program, get you the right 
product that works best. I mean, there's not a bad product that Truvy makes. They're all phenomenal. They all do a great job. Um, but depending on your needs, you might need one product or you might need them all. So um, reach out to them. They'll be more than happy to help you out. Or if you're just a sponsor that wants to support local athletes, support college athletes, support the podcast, reach out to us as well, too. We're always willing to partner up with anybody as, as long as they're good characters, good people, and, and in it for the right reasons. So uh, sure. with that, um, I, I got to address um, the elephant in the room, uh, Mr. Van Cleve. Um, and I've been waiting for this for a very, very long time. Um, and I know that you, you, you're probably not ready for this, but as our listeners are well aware, you came on and you badmouth pitchers. You talked so bad about them. You told them they were dumb. And you then threw out this outrageous claim that you were going to hit 10 home runs last season. And I told you, I said, all right, if you can hit 10 home runs, I'll validate that pitchers are dumb. I'll come on this podcast and say that and admit that. But if you don't, um, you got to come on here and apologize. And that was the gentleman's agreement. And just so our, our listeners are aware, Ben, how many home runs did you hit last season? Zero. Okay, so with that, um, being uh, the gentleman that I know you are, is the floor is yours. Is there something that you would like to, to say? I'll apologize for my previous statement about pitchers being dumb, but – after that apology is done, which is done now, uh, I'd like to restate that I think pitchers are dumb. So we're going to go down that road. <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because I had a feeling. I, I built a whole direction that this little part of the interview was going to go because I had a feeling you were going to throw some, some shady stuff out there. Let's just recap. Last fall, how did you do? Last fall, how, how did it go for you? Uh, I don't really remember that well, but I think it was a decent fall. It was a really good fall. It, it, it was better than a decent fall. It was a good fall. And then you followed that up with these outrageous claims, and you had zero home runs. Hang on. Before we say these so, outrageous claims, I'd like to state if people would go back and listen first off. I never said I was going to hit 10 home runs. I said I would like to hit 10 home runs. I would like to have a million dollars in my right hand right now. I would like to be a season ticket holder for the New York Giants. I would like a lot of things in life. Never claimed I was going to hit 10 home runs. Now I got to interject because that man just said to a Cowboys fan he wants to be a season ticket holder to the Giants. Mm. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going we're gonna to skip all that. You could probably get them pretty cheap, Ben. I'm just saying. Oh, after after last week's game, you, now's the time to re-up your season tickets. So I, I'll say this. I don't think that's how it went. And I'm going to go back and, and listen for a fourth time just to validate everything that I'm saying. But you are, are making the claim again. You had a good fall. I just, just want you to know, like, are we you willing to double down on this? Are you willing to do this again? Uh, I'll double down all day that I want to hit 10 home runs this year. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna bet you 20 right now that if the opportunity arises, he does. I believe in Ben. What are you talking about? The, if the opportunity arises, like the opportunity is here. No, the he's he's still got he's got to compete with 
Tim Elko and Kemp Alderman is, I mean, he's got to, he's got to make sure he's on the field for this bet to go through, man. We're going to talk Ole Miss baseball. Now, based on what he did in the fall, he's absolutely going to have the opportunity, but I'm just saying it's got to be there. Well, it, it seems like Ben with, with all joking aside, it seems like you're lining yourself in, in, a, in a good position to get a lot of playing time. You had a good fall, seven of eight, um, just absolutely hammering the baseball. What is it? that you're doing differently or are you doing anything differently? Is there pressure? Is there no pressure? What, why, why is fall so successful for you this season? Uh, I think a big reason for it being successful is because I can go out there and relax. And also knowing this is, this is my fifth and final year of being a college athlete. Uh, this is it. Uh, no, no sweat, no worries. Just going out there, having fun. Um, another part of it is this fall, I've really focused on all I want to do is hit the fastball. I don't really care about an off-speed pitch. If you throw me three off-speed pitches in a row and you dot all of them and you strike me out, I'll, I'll tip my hat to you. But I, I've kind of put it in my mind that I'm going to attack the fastball at all costs, and that's what I've done a good job of this fall. Are you, are you seeing more fastballs earlier in the count, or you – are you just battling and, and getting lucky or are you being patient and, and, and putting yourself in good hitters counts to see fastballs? I think the biggest thing this fall is I've been really patient. I've had a good eye at the plate and I, instead of chasing those 0001 curveballs, I'm letting them go and getting myself in a better hitters count. So I think that's the reason I'm seeing more fastballs. Gotcha. Hey, just to tell you, Daniel, at the game the other day, because I had mentioned, you know, those freshman guys that had been on the podcast, he had a 3-1 count with Braden Sanders, and he threw a high fastball. And Ben said it was, you know, he knew it was a ball, but he thought about trying to tee off on it just because you get a little IOTB on ITB crime. I mean, I, I would have swung out of my shoe. <laughs> I would have I would have tried to hit it to the moon. Aiden, I'm going to you, man. Let's, let's bring you in here. Let's bring it. So the first thing I want to start with, we started out with, uh, you know, the Truvy. So I'm going straight to another sponsor. I'm uh, going to go to Pure 13. I heard you're starting to get some more. You're thinking about some artwork. Talk to me. What's it going to look like? Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it for probably three or four months. And to be honest, I don't know, I don't know exactly quite what I'm going to get yet, but I'm thinking about getting like some type of like tiger face up on my left shoulder and work my way down. Did Jim tell you to say that? Uh, no, he did not. I just I've seen some pretty cool ones, but uh, I also thought about doing because I have like one uh, my my right arms is a sleeve, and I'm I kind of want to connect it to like a right pec, like have like my right pec and go all the way around my shoulder. Dig and, that uh, no, go ahead. Oh, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to play over at Pure Thirteen and. I've seen some of his work and he's great. So uh, I plan on uh, getting some work done by him. Oh no, Flea, Flea's good. He'll take care of you, man. He'll and he can definitely. If you got an idea, he can make it come to fruition. Oh yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. So another thing, man. I was, you know, Jim obviously came down there, saw you guys this weekend, took some video. Um, I saw a video. I think it was. I hope it was you. Maybe robbing a home run, man. Was that you? Uh yeah, I guess a uh, blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, made a pretty good play on, uh, it was a very hard hit ball by Jacob Gonzalez. I got a good read on it and then kind of slammed up into the fence and robbed him. 
how'd that feel? Did you talk a little trash after that happened? Uh, I, I really wanted to, but like he's one of the best players on the team, so I, I didn't say anything. Oh, and my elbow, my, my elbow really uh, is still kind of sore because I smacked the crap out of it. See, that's the difference in you and me. Because he was the best player on the team, I would have been singing like I would have been like I would have been like Ben. I'd have been doubling down. Pitchers are dummies. I'm catching every home run you hit out here, son. Randy would have been Conor McGregor walking off the field oh, it, after that. It would have been. Oh, some I, swag. I did that a little. I did that a little bit. I, I mean, I bet the chest got a little big after you made that catch. For I sure. Feel good. I feel good for a little bit. Well, thank God you didn't have the, the you know fresh ink or nothing, man. You ran up in there, man. You'd have been sore times two. Hey, hey, Randy, he, he felt so good after it. He found a razor because I watched him that day, and then I seen him the next day, and he actually got rid of that scruff he had growing. It's oh, no shave November, out. bro. You're not supposed to shave in November. Yeah, you but the seen it, you would have told him to. See, it was October last month, and pumpkin patch on my left side of my face, so I had to let that get get rid of that. I feel you, dog. I ain't shaved since I was 17. I'm 37 now, and this is what I got. Hey, look, hey, looks way better than what mine look like. So we're going to introduce a new character. So we haven't had Hudson on. He's actually uh, nice enough to come watch my son play. And so we're going to get an introduction, Hudson. Uh, just uh, tell us, you know, why you chose Ole Miss, where you're from. Just give us a little background on you. Uh, I'm from North Georgia, um, and we my travel ball team came over to Ole Miss and did a little workout and uh, got to know the coaches really well and just going through it, uh, going to different schools and stuff. When I came to Ole Miss, uh, it felt like home. It, it felt like uh, I belonged there. Uh, it was just comfortable. Um, and I just – I really liked the things that Coach Clement talked about and Coach Laugh. Uh, and just what their plans were for the future. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, that that was my, my selling point was uh, it was a lot more comfortable coming in to Ole Miss versus uh, some of the other places that felt more forced that uh, it just – it felt natural to those guys, and it felt I really belonged. So, I want to start with you since, you know, you're a freshman. There's a lot of upperclassmen, you know, a lot of talent. Um, just tell me what you've seen so far this fall and some of the things that have stood out to you. Um, just from, from what I've seen, uh, obviously still the, a lot of the returners can really hit. Um, they've really proved that this fall. We're going to have a really good offense again, just like every year. Um, so, that, that's, that's definitely going to be there. Uh, one of the questions coming into this season was a little bit of the pitching, um, losing Doug Nikhazy and Gunnar Hoagland. So since we uh, since we lost those two guys, they really brought in some some good staffs. And I think we got a lot more depth this year. Um, a lot of really good arms, mid ninety guys that are uh, got really good stuff, and it, it should be a really good year on both sides of the ball for pitchers and hitters. Hudson, I had a quick question. You, you mentioned you went to Ole Miss, but what were some of the other choices that you, you had available to you, but you chose Ole Miss over those other options? Um, so uh, the, the final schools that kind of had come down to was Florida, Mississippi State, and then Ole Miss. Um, Florida was really hard to – that was the hard one to push away uh, just because they've had a lot, of, a lot of success, obviously, and uh, – 
my dad's a high school baseball coach, and he had a couple guys play for the University of Florida when they were really good back in uh, 2013, 2012, around that time. So growing up, that was a school that I wanted to play for. Um, but And I honestly never really thought about Old Miss until we came here, and I just really liked the place. Um, and I saw how good the baseball was. So that that's kind of where it came down to. But those were the final three schools. Is there – has there been a learning curve since you've been there or anything that you, you feel like you've been behind on or needing to work on to get up to speed at the, the level, um, you know, that you're at right now? Uh, the biggest difference is probably just managing your time and knowing the difference between uh, like outside of the field when you can go hang out with your buddies or when you got to get schoolwork done or uh, when you need to go work on some different things or uh, that that's probably the all the there's so much on our plate and a schedule and if you can plan out everything throughout your week it definitely it takes a lot of stress off your shoulders all right hey i need to swing something back around to you man i love iotb on iotb crime so we talked about you robin gonzalez we got to talk about Braden sanders striking you out bro mm. nasty too in the dirt what happened in the in uh he just called me Justin. I'll, I'll be honest. It was like I think it was three two, and uh, I wasn't expecting him to throw me a three two changeup, and he did, and uh, he made me look like a fool. It bounced probably two foot in front of the plate, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> hey, the good, the good is, <laughs> hey, so for Ben, it can it continues to speak volumes to him because he walked. And everybody else who faced Braden struck out. So, like, I mean, you weren't the yeah. only one look bad. He made, he probably got McCants the worst. So, I mean, you weren't the only one. Um, but no, I wasn't. I wasn't the only one. But no, he's 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 gotten he's gotten better. He, he looked very good the other day. Yeah, the other one I want to ask about is, uh, man, I have not got to see him yet, but I've heard the reviews. Tell me about how Hunter Elliott's looked. Mm, yeah, he's uh, he's honestly probably the the one pitcher I do not like facing, like he's like my least favorite to face so far on our team. And I think it's, he's, he's just dominant. He, he cross fires really hard. So being a lefty lefty matchup, it's, uh, it's pretty tough. And like, he has a, like a 78 mile an hour slider change up and he'll run like a 92 mile an hour fastball. And it looks like a hundred. And, uh, I think, I think he struck me out twice and I've popped up a few times, but he, he's dominant. He uh, he's looking very good this fall. Ben told me he likes the uh, the uh, lefties. Is that true, Ben? Yeah, it's my favorite to face a lefty. <laughs> Who's your least favorite pitcher to uh, face on your team? Uh, that's tough this year. Uh, last year it was easily Gunnar Hoagland, uh, one of the most dominant pitchers I ever faced. Um, this year it's. Probably Riley Maddox, freshman. He has a sinker, two-seam fastball that's got to run 12 to 15 inches, maybe more. I don't know. But it's it's, it's gross. D Daniel, you remember the game against Lewisburg, against Jackson Prep, that I told you I got to do the broadcast and the PA announced, and I was watching the two kids that were Ole Miss commits? Yeah. Riley Maddox is one of them. So I, that, that just speaks to what I saw that day. That wasn't, that wasn't a fluke. That kid can deal. Oh, so, you know, with that is you talk about filling gaps and filling voids. What is, what is, you know, I'll start with you, Hayden. 
what is the message that coach is telling you guys right now? Obviously, um, you lose some pieces, but you bring some pieces in, and the expectations, I'm sure, at Ole Miss are always the same. But obviously, there's got to be a message going into, you know, the end of the fall, getting ready to transition into a small break, and then the spring very quickly. What And what what is that? What is he saying? Uh, he's uh... – He's really stuck with this. Like he's pushing, just showing up every day, and just doing like your routines. And even though we're about to like like end in the fall uh, over the break, just just keep up the work and not come back unprepared. Just leave, pick up where you left off in the fall. And when everybody goes home, uh, he's really pushing the weight room and just making sure we stay on task and in the cage, on the field, just doing whatever we need to do to, to to stay exactly where we are going in at the spring. So, Ben, when it when it comes to the weight room and off-season or, you know, a transition from, from the end of fall to, you know, leading up to spring, what is it that you're doing? Are they giving you set workouts to do? Is there time that you're having to meet trainers at the gym to do stuff? And then when you're on your own, you know, during breaks, what does that look like? Uh, so, for example, for Christmas break, we'll be gone, I think, like December 10th time until January 2nd or 3rd is when we get back. Um, our strength coach will actually send us some workouts to do. We have weekly workouts to do. I think we'll have three or four a week. Uh, so I guess some guys might get a trainer that time while they're home, but usually I just – I use my country club gym and I go there and I'll get my workouts in there. Gotcha. So Hudson, last question. It's dealing with, you know, one-on-one conversations with specific coaches. Are you, you get pulled in, do all the players get pulled in and, and get like, I guess evaluations based on the fall and what they need to work on to get playing time or where their status is currently. Um, or is it more so, um, you know, you, you address the team, everyone had a great fall, blah, blah, blah. Like, here's what we need to do to move forward. Uh, yeah. So at the end of, at the end of each scrimmages, he'll kind of just tell us about obviously the team things, uh, and what we need to do to get better, uh, moving forward. But as far as like one-on-one, so since we, we just finished up our scrimmages, so, uh, coming up soon, we'll have our exit meetings, and that's where he'll kind of just talk to us about uh, what do you what do you need to do to to help this team get better or to get more bats, to get more playing time, uh, or what is the what is the things that you uh, can do better that you're not doing so good at that maybe somebody else on the team's not too good at as far as like uh, bunning or something like that, having a guy that can go up there to do that or, or being somebody really good in the field. Um, but that, that should be coming up soon within the next couple of weeks. We should, we should have exit meetings before we go home for Christmas. I got a question. So we had, you know, Taylor Broadway on, I guess it was last week or something like that. And I asked him the same, he said he was back in Oxford working out doing his thing. And I kind of asked him, you know, what it was, if he was there, did he have a bunch of pros working out? And he said it was, you know, it was kind of like that guys trying to make it. So for you guys, are you ever around, you know, guys that were obviously you played with, obviously Ben and Hayden, but other guys that are trying to get in the league, you know, even Doug, I think he was back there working out. And what's that like to have guys that are trying to make it to the next level, still kind of mentoring you guys any? Or what's that like? 
Um, I mean, it, it's great to have those guys come back, um, having having them to, and then kind of just you can ask them questions about what's the difference like, or or is there a transition going from college SEC ball, which at the highest college level, to going to uh, pro ball, uh, and just seeing the differences, and um, that's I think that's the biggest thing. It's just continuing to learn and, and they're learning too as they're going just I mean they just got drafted this past season so but it, it's great to have them back and the team we had last year did have really good chemistry so it, it's good to have them back yeah and so I asked him one of the questions was obviously you know losing guys like that you kind of talked about it Ben uh that that obviously those are big losses right no way around that but he said that this team had a chance to be you know even better especially on the offensive side of the ball just raking so uh, obviously the coach speak thing is to say next man up, we're going to keep doing what we do. But specifically, what do you guys think you have to do to, with, you know, to get over losing some studs like that? Um, well, if you, I think there was a little graphic that came out yesterday and it showed what we were, we are returning on offense this year, the percentage of hits, the percentage of RBIs, the percentage of runs, home runs, all that stuff. And I think every category we're returning over 90%. Um, I don't think our offense will be a problem. Uh, if you look at the Ole Miss history in the past five years, I think the Ole Miss baseball offense has ranked top five in the country every single year. Uh, Coach Clement has something going on well at Ole Miss. He knows what he's doing, and the, the hitters the hitters usually get the job done, and it's usually a pretty, really good offense. Uh, I think the next step would be just our pitching to come through. Uh, I think we have the talent this year. I think we have some studs on the mound. Uh, and if our pitching can come through like we think it will, I think we've got a great chance to get back to them all. Hudson, I got to go back to you for one last question. What's what's been harder, man? The workouts, the baseball, the one on ones, or psychology class? Uh, I'm honestly gonna have to go with psychology class, man. It's <laughs> it's kicking my butt a little bit. It's it's uh it's a lot harder than the other the baseball and everything else. Well, let's talk about that, man, because I'm analyzing you as you, you know, I can't see your face, but I'm listening to your voice. It's trembling a little bit talking about psychology. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a scary subject because I got, I got to get it up before, uh, before the season so we can, the GPA is a little embarrassing right now, including that psychology class. Hey, man, I'm pretty sure that we've had Ole Miss players that were supposed to come on here that had to go to study hall, and I don't want you to have to go back on and have study hall, bro. Oh, I got study hall uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. Mm. Hey, I'm going to let – hey, you know what? Ben did it at the ball field. Ben, go ahead and tell him what that lifetime GPA is. 3.9. Mm. Strong. Lifetime, think, does that mean, like, dating back to kindergarten? <laughs> Shout out, Miss Knight. We'll Shout out, Miss Knight. <laughs> We're just counting my five-year college career. You know, I did five years of college at community college. It was good. GPA was a little lower than that. Of, of, of Southwest Tennessee. It's right. Not even any dorms. It was cool. I had an apartment. I stayed in the hotel right next door. Well, I'll say this, Daniel, before you get a chance to uh, to play a game with them. You know, being that I've now seen them three times in the fall, I got to see Mississippi State twice. Um, man, the, the battle for Mississippi supremacy is going to be exactly what it was last year. Like he said, this team's fully loaded. They were absolutely – uh stroking the ball and so uh 
Man, it's just about getting over that hump. I will tell you guys this. I will not name names, but there were two Mississippi State dads at the Mississippi State game, dads of players who said, Ole Miss had a more talented roster than they did, but they just can't figure out how to get out of their own way. So that's what these guys got to do. They got to figure out how to get over that hump. But I'll tell you this. Watching them play, uh, they're definitely talented top to bottom. Well, I got to go back. for Hey, I'm going to go to you, man. We ain't been, You got to unmute. I got to go back to you for a second. We're talking about Mississippi State. Obviously, it's a fierce rivalry, you know, underrated really in the national scheme of things. We know what it's like being from here. But tell me what it was like watching those guys. I'm sure that you've played against these guys, know these guys. What was it like seeing those guys be the champions? Uh, Kind of like mixed feelings. I mean, at one side of me is like, dang, like Mississippi State guys. Like, obviously, there's like a tension rivalry. But then again, like, I'm friends. I'm really good friends with a lot of those guys. So like seeing them succeed, like all, it's always good to see your friends succeed. Uh, and it, it's a cool. It's honestly a cool experience. I mean, we had a good series against them. Obviously, they came out on the the winning side, but it's, it's always good to see a Mississippi, a Mississippi team uh, win win that. I mean, it, it's cool. Yeah, it was definitely an entertaining series for sure. And I think for you know talk, Jim talking about the talented roster, I do think that you guys are probably more talented. But let's be real. Mississippi State got hot at the right time. Yeah, they had some yeah. struggles. And, and, I mean, they got blown out in the SEC tournament. Uh, he run-rolled, as a matter of fact, by the team that went in one of the hottest in Tennessee. And then they just – Mississippi State got hot, and that the, the rest was history, literally. Oh, yeah. But I, I heard, you know, through the grapevine, there was a little trash talk between you and Cam. So, I got to know, man, what are y'all What are y'all saying? Is this all text message? You getting on the FaceTime? What's going on here? Uh, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, obviously, there's not too much I can say because they did win it last year. But I, th- I think our time is coming this year, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the uh, I'm gonna get a little do a little trash talking into this year. I like it, man. I like hey, that. I, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. Hay- Hayden hit him hard. Cam thought Cam thought he had, and Hay- Hayden responded strong. So I got to give him his due. <laughs> Is is this the story about uh, you got to find the balls I hit in the parking lot, or which one was that? <laughs> yeah, he, he had said something about uh, winning it. Of course, they run in their mouth, and uh, I he, had, needed, he needed more balls to autograph. He said, "Cause y'all." That's what it was. That's what it was. It was uh, it needed more balls because we were doing an event, and it was, they were over there getting autographed, and they were they needed more balls. So he asked me for baseballs, and I looked at him like he kind of said it was like. Kind of a little arrogancy to him. Hey, give me some baseballs. I'm like, well, I mean, there's three out in y'all's parking lot. If you're gonna go out there and find them, <laughs> I like it. I like it. So look, man. So obviously, for you guys, expectations are high. You, you know, even losing the studs we talked about, but it's Omaha or bust, right? That's what we're looking yeah, at. Omaha or bust. All right. Well, look, we usually we usually tell people, you know, hey, when you come back on, when you make that, come back on, we'll talk about it. But if you three don't make it, you're banned from the show. No more coming back on. <laughs> That's it. That's no mocks. Unless <laughs> your first round. No, I'm just no kidding. Obviously, you come back on any time. But I, I really hope to see you guys in Omaha. You know, I think we should just make it like of all the SET teams. The top, I mean, it's so stacked in the SEC, right? I think that you're going to see you guys, Mississippi State, still talented. You got Arkansas, Vandy, of course. I think Tennessee is going to stay, you know, talented. They lost a lot, but they, you know, got a lot of talent. So I'm excited to see it, and whoa, I hope you whoa. guys are there. You're then. The team you forgot, man. You better go ahead and run one more off. Uh, oh, I'm not worried about LSU. 
I, I, I left them out on purpose. We'll, we'll talk when these guys are gone. I'm not, I'm not worried about them. Did you see what Tennessee did to them boys last year? Come on, get out of here. Uh, nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about. I say it's hard to beat a team three times in a season, but it didn't look that difficult. Look, look, <laughs> look pretty easy. Look pretty easy. All right, guys, it's, uh, it's that, that, that time where we get to play a little game called This or That. Uh, ben, Hayden, you guys have played it before. You know, we got revamped questions, uh, version 2.0. Uh, Hudson, you've never played it before, so you get a chance to, to get an idea of what we do with all of our guests at the end of every show. Very simple. I'm going to give you guys two options. You pick one option or the other. You can't say both. You can't say neither. Got to be decisive. You got to choose one. So um, the flow of answering will go Hayden, Ben, Hudson. So let's uh, let's get right into it. Uh, would you rather go to study hall or would you rather have a running punishment? Would you rather go to study hall or would you rather have a running running punishment, Hayden? That's a, that's a very, very tough question because – as many people know, uh, I absolutely hate running with a passion. Like, there's not many, like, many things that I would not rather do than running. But so uh, I'm going with a hard study hall. I'd rather sit in study hall. I'd sit in there for 12 hours if I had to versus go outside and run. How long is study hall? When, like, do you get assigned, uh, like, you got three days for an hour or is it, like, one day for, like, two hours? Well, it's, it's usually, like, depending on how your grades are. You have to go, like, a certain amount of hours per week. And if you have, like, somewhat okay grades, then you don't have to go too much. But usually um, I'm on the higher end because I'm not <laughs> the smartest. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's usually how it works. It's more of depending on how you're doing. So, like, that's how it works. Gotcha. All right, Ben, study hall or running? Uh, I'd rather have a running punishment because if I'm sitting in study hall, then I'm get, doing nothing. I'm getting nothing out of anything. If I'm running, at least I'm getting some exercise in. There you go. Hudson, study hall or um, running? Uh, honestly, I'm probably going to go with study hall. Uh, running, I, I'll do it, and I'm not too bad at it, but uh, I really don't like it. Man, psychology has really messed you up. Like, it is <laughs> – and then, Brent, hey, this free in his head. Hey, and you—you you said you can't see him. This dude looks fit as hell. I'd run if I was him. Hey, man, I, I can tell you this. What? What? How many? How many hours a week are you averaging in study hall, Hudson? Uh, well, right now I only got uh four a week. But the worst part is psychology is not even my worst grade. Well, all right. So four hours a week is spent in study hall, like. There's no way you could have a running punishment more than like what an hour. Like, I would much rather have a running punishment and be done with it. What as as the as a you know DB is a former principal in a past life. I feel like I got to dig into that. What is your worst grade? Uh, it would be a 59 in statistics. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that maybe like a front office job in analytics is not what you're going to do after you retire from baseball? That will not be what I will be doing. Man. My man wants to be a street coach, Daniel. Get it, you, man. Hey, Get it. look, DB strong. Know. You don't have to be smart to do that. It's fine. He learned it all. I know. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I'm thinking. 
I mean, they make charts, percentage charts, and all kinds of conversion <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. You don't need stats for that. I'm going to win father of the year for this, but I just told my daughter tonight, she was telling me about they're doing this something in math, and I didn't know the answer. So I was like, listen, Lila, if your teacher tells you that you're not going to have a calculator on you for the rest of your life, she's a liar. Don't worry about it. Just get a good grade. And let's get past this. Yeah, that's a really good point. I couldn't do my class without a calculator. I mean, I'm not doing too well anyway, but. That was the worst lie we were ever told. We didn't know we were going to be carrying around smartphones our whole life. Well, well, yeah, that's the difference. See, we grew up in a different time. We didn't have cell phones that had calculators. We didn't even have cell phones, for one. And then when we got them, all we had was Snake, the game. It wasn't no calculator, (laughs) dog. And it was 10 cents, a text message. I mean, shit was real back in the day. On that brick Nokia. Hey, and you couldn't call me until 9 o'clock, dog, because it was free nights and weekends. Do you remember when you asked Froman about dial-up internet and he had no idea what you were talking about? (laughs) Yeah, he. Yeah, I've really never, never felt older than that moment. Man, uh, I just think it's funny, like the psychology of sport and the statistics of sport are two like very like big components of of, of the game. And I feel like Hudson, you're you're truly missing out on something by having to go to study hall for these. Let, let me let me bail my man out. All right. He was wearing the yellow shirt when I went to the game, which you get from the coach for the best defensive player from the day before. So my man can play ball. That's that's the main thing, okay? That's what we're here for. I didn't come to Ole Miss for education. <laughs> I don't think any athlete goes to college for education. You know, guys. I'm not sure anybody goes to college yeah, for education. I, no. That's not true. Hey, Quintavi- Quintavious did. That man, that man made that clear. I know Jim said that he heard that Mississippi State's accounting program was better, and Q had to fact check his ass real quick. He said, if you're yeah. talking about equestrian studies, Mississippi State got us. But when it comes to accounting, we're number five in the nation, sir. I can't help my yeah. sweet niece lied to me, Randy. Well, now you know. All right, guys, moving on. Would you rather have no cell phone or no toilet? Hayden, no cell phone or no toilet? That means you're doing outhouse style, hole in the in the ground. You're going out there doing your thing. But or uh, you can have you can have your your, your whole. Ve- that's a very tough question. Uh, I'm probably no, this gonna is, go. This is the easiest question. On it's right. not. It's not really because you gotta like weigh like weigh the odds. Like without a toilet, then you gotta either go outside and get in the bucket, or not enough. I'm gonna say uh, no toilet. I can go without a toilet. <laughs> Good answer. Ben, what are you going with? No phone or no toilet? No phone. I don't want to touch my phone. I hate it as it is. I don't like it when people text me. I don't like it when people call me. I like to be in the silence. No. That's a lie. That's a lie. You like the attention and you love it. That's a lie. Hey, <laughs> I, 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 I have a feeling. Here's what I'm gonna say, Ben. Hit a couple bombs at Swayze. Get a couple of those beer showers. I guarantee you, your ass will be on that phone checking it out. <laughs> Guaranteed. All right, Hudson, no phone or no toilet? Uh, I think I'm going to go no toilet. Uh, uh, you, you didn't say we couldn't have toilet paper, so as long as we got that, we'll be all right. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm not a savage. Come on now. I'm going to give you some toilet paper. Yeah, as long as you got a bucket. I mean, you still got your phone. I mean, you'll be all right. I have a feeling I'm going to ask this next question, and and Hayden, for the third time in a row, is going to go, man, this is a really hard question. <laughs> uh, 
you talked about or Hudson talked about having these exit interviews with coaches coming up. Um, you know, <clears throat> with that in mind, would you rather the coach tell you a painful truth or would you rather them give you a comforting lie? Uh, I'm not going to say this is a hard question just because you said that, but <laughs> I'm going with the painful truth. I All think right. I like in the long run, uh, if somebody just kind of like blows my head up, it's not really going to benefit me. It'll benefit me in the moment. I feel good for a second, but I won't learn anything. I won't get any better. All right, Ben. Comfort, uh, a comforting mm -hmm. lie or the painful truth? Uh, I want the, the painful truth so I know what to fix and what to know, know what to make better. Hudson. Uh, I think I'm going to go painful truth as well, just because I, I like to know where I stand. Uh, if you go the other way with it and kind of get your head a little bit too big and get you in the wrong place and make you think you're something that you're not. Yeah. Um, I think it's in the, in the, in the, in the short term, the painful truth to me is the toughest to overcome, but in the long term, like the comforting lie ends up being the hardest one to, to overcome, especially once you find out that that's, that's not the case. So. I'm a words of affirmation guy. Give me the comforting lie. I want to. Well, I mean, the, you guys know, like you, you can probably you, you've been with the team long enough to know who you can be direct and honest with, and who needs to be, you know, patted on the back and kind of like, you know, babied along. I mean, they, they, hold on, man. Guys. Are we saying Coach B? He's 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 not a comforting lie type of coach. I can't see it. No way. No. He's giving you that hard truth. Well, it don't even matter if you if you that's how you want to get coached or not. You're hearing it, I bet. You're getting the truth from him no matter what. Good, man. I mean, that's there's probably a correlation to why you guys are so good. I mean, I mean, that probably has a little bit to do with it. Um, Hayden, would you rather owe money or would you rather owe someone a favor? Owe someone money or owe someone a favor? Uh, oh, a favor. Probably because probably because I I don't ever have much money on me, so uh, I know I can I can always go out of my way and do somebody a favor, but I might not get, always be able to give somebody money. Ben, uh, I'm not a fan of giving getting rid of money, so I'd rather owe a favor for sure. Hudson, uh. I might go with with owe money just because uh, the favor can uh, the favor could be a little too much. Uh, they might be asking a whole lot, and you kind of have to do it because you owe them a favor. Yeah, that could I'm, be scary. I'm glad you said that because that leads me right into my my next question. And this is turning into the staple question that is my favorite question that I ask everybody. Would you rather spend ten years in a coma? or five years in jail? 10 years in a coma or five years in jail? Hayden. Mm, 10 years in a coma. All right, Ben. Give me the coma. Yep, yep. Hudson. Uh, I think coma just because you don't really know what's going on and you wake up and it's, you know, you're there. Hey, so how funny is it, Daniel? The first person to ever get this question was an Ole Miss baseball player, and he said, give me jail, Taylor Broadway. And he's a liar. Everybody that's – there's, no, there's only one guy, one guy 
that's ever answered that question with jail, and I believed it. So, but then we had the UFC fighter tell us he wants the coma, which just tells me everything. Well, I mean, he hey. said that because he said that the food gave him the boo boos. Yep. Which man had to follow that up with? I'm like, hold up, how you know that? He's like, you know, I'm from North Memphis. I'm like, okay, then. <laughs> Them, them two hots and a cot wasn't for him, so he, he needed something different. All right, last question. I'm going to direct this just to Hudson because, Ben and Hayden, you've had this question. And, Hudson, this was a staple question that we asked every new guest, and, and very simple. Would you rather have money or would you rather have friends? And I'll, I'll, I'll redirect or I'll rephrase the question like this. Would you rather be the number one pick in the draft but the caveat of doing that is you have to lose all your friends or would you rather be the very last pick in the draft and keep all of your friends uh, think about it and i'll tell you this to add on it the difference between the first pick and the last pick is about eight million dollars Honestly, I think I'm gonna go with friends still. Just no, like, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. Like, uh, I'll get money eventually. Uh, if I don't have people in my life, then I'm just not gonna want to be there anymore, and the money is gonna be useless. Like, if oh, I man, have people, Randy, Randy tell, tell him. Randy. Look, I'm gonna tell you, Hudson, young guy. Psychology, statistics are you gonna have friends if you got all that money? You got new friends. Fuck them old friends. You gonna have yeah, new ones. I'm dropping these cats as soon as I hit the lottery. All they want is my money. That's cool too. You know what comes with that? <laughs> look, look at every rich dude. What's he got on his side, dog? They just there for the money, but they still there. Honey. That's, a good, that's a good time. That money's gonna go away eventually. I don't not if you have enough of it, it ain't. Talk talk to Randy to teach you how to invest it. Got you, dog. Get with me. Now, Elon Musk have been off the bench. I'll tell you that's where to right, invest. Baby. Doge to the moon. All right, guys. Hey, before you guys run, Hayden, I'll start with you. Anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, I don't really have any. All right, Ben, plug or promote anything? Uh, I'd like to promote something. Um, two of my good buddies, uh, Brooks Bolas and Simon Corson. They have this company called Honestly Amateur. They are helping student athletes with the name, image, and likeness make money for themselves. Uh, they are making T-shirts. They have made T-shirts for me. They've got uh, some of my signature logos on them with a Swayze silverback and other stuff with my logo pictures of me. Uh, they are honestlyamateur.com, I believe is what it is. And uh, they're selling shirts and go help some athletes make some money. Okay. Well, they uh... – well, they endorse a 37-year-old guy that used to play. Just, just curious. Can I get some NIL money off that? I, I don't think they're going to give you any. Uh, it was worth a me. dumb pitcher. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's all I am, just a, a, a dummy. So, Hudson, anything you want to plug or promote, man? Uh, uh, nothing really I can think of off the top of my head. I, no, no Study really. hall, baby. Yeah, go to study and I'll get my psychology done. Yep. Shout out to Freud. Shout out to Pavlov. Guys, hey, I want to thank y'all for coming. I know 
the fall's been crazy. It's been hectic. You, it sounds like you guys are having a blast. You're moving in the right direction. The expectations are set. They're there. Um, we're definitely going to bring you back on either individually or all together. Um, probably, you know, either right before conference play or before the season starts. And, you know, hopefully we're, we're looking at, you know, a Omaha trip in, in the future and, and possibly, you know, hoisting up a, a trophy and a ring ceremony, you know, when it's all said and done. So, guys, I thank you. If you need anything, reach out to us. We'll be more than happy to help you out, get your name out there. Uh, if you want to follow these guys, obviously on Instagram at Ole Miss BSB. If you want to check out Ben and follow him on Instagram at Bennett underscore Van underscore Cleve on Instagram. If you want to check out Hayden and what he's got going on at Hayden Leatherwood. And if you want to see what Hudson's doing at Hudson.sap, those are the handles. Check them out on Instagram. Follow them. And, guys, we're going to take a break. We're going to plug some sponsors. When we come back, we're going to do some headlines. All right, boys. So you know I've struggled with pain. You know I've struggled with weight loss. You know I've struggled with anxiety. And you know I've struggled with sleep. What if I told you there was a place that could help you with all of these things? True Life Dispensary. Pain relief without narcotics. Sleep, weight loss, anxiety relief. You can find this at 117 West Commerce Street in Hernando. Hours, Monday through Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 10 to 5. So check them out and get your life turned around. Tattoos have become more of a normal part of society. And, you know, one of the things that's a common mistake that people do is they just go anywhere, you know, closest place, maybe whatever's convenient. And a lot of times they get a piece of art that stays on them forever that maybe they don't like so much. So let me help you and eliminate that problem. Go see Jeff Flea Watts. Easy Flea Tattoos. You can find him on Facebook or Instagram, and you can find him at 1731 Dancy Boulevard in Horn Lake. Number is 662-280-0763. Welcome back to the In Off the Bench podcast. We got some headlines for you. Jim, I'll start with you, man. I'm going to give you a chance um, to talk Major League Baseball for the last time. World Series is over. The Braves are the champions. I was um, not big on the Braves after um, that game five, but they were able to, to pull it together and really just thump the Astros in game six. But I wanted to give you just a second to kind of, you know, say, you know, how you feel about the Braves and just the season as a whole and, and the playoffs in general. Yeah, no, first, uh, you know, Max Fried, man, I didn't think he was going to have two bad games in a row. He's just been so good and so wasn't surprised by his performance at all. I told you all I thought having Solaire in the lineup um, as the DH was something that was beneficial. It was the whole series when they're in Houston. And, I mean, he had a ball that still hasn't landed yet. So, you know, that was good. I mean, but you just got to give a shout-out to the Braves organization. You know, you had four guys in that starting lineup. They weren't on that team to start the year. They lost their best player. You know, then there's that amazing thing out there. Uh, the won 44 games before the break, 44 games after the break. Uh, on the 44th week of the year, Hank Aaron wore 44 and died this year. So, I don't know, man. We're, we're numbers guys, and that's just special. And baseball, you know, we know baseball is the romantic sport. So, it's just, it's just beautiful. They're grinders. They got it done. Now, uh, now the Braves, it's, it's quick moving on because – they got a lot of decisions on a lot of guys, starting with the main man himself, Freddie Freeman. 
I mean, if you if you're choosing to re-sign somebody of those guys, who are you re-signing? I mean, he's the first one. I I, I understand that you know Austin's my boy, but Freddie was the MVP last year. He he's in the race this year. He's loyal. I love when a guy's with an organization his whole career. He's the face of your of this guy. I mean, I guarantee you, Randy's one hundred percent on board with that. I mean, is Freddie not the guy that you have to re-sign? Above all else. Yeah, he's the most important piece of that team. And it's not even a close second. More important than Okuna, obviously. He's the most important piece of that team. So Randy, looking looking way into the future. Can the Braves win it all again, or is there just too many pieces that are having to be re-signed and injuries coming back? What are their odds, and if it's not them, who who is it? Who wins it all next year? I don't know. I mean, the odds are tough, just statistically speaking. I mean, this is not a dominant team like we saw the Yankees be or anything back in the early 90s. I mean, late 90s, early 2000s. I think the odds are the Braves won't repeat. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if the Braves, went, I mean, you know, miss the playoffs next year. That's just kind of how it seems to go in the National League. But as far as favorites go, I think that, um, you know, I, I'm going to go – I'm going to make you happy, Daniel. I think that – I think Tampa Bay, I think they ended on a sour note, but they got a lot of talent they're bringing back um, as far as defensively. That I mean, they, that team is scary. They won 100 games, scored more runs than anybody, you know, in their division especially, which is a tough one, but – you know, I think that you're going to see the Yankees continue to climb because that's just what the Yankees do. Um, and in the National League, I think you're going to see, you know, the Dodgers. And I, I do think you're going to see a drastic fall from the Giants. I'm just being real. Um, I think the Padres getting new life with a new manager is going to help them because you know that team's loaded. But I think it's going to be same old, same old. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Dodgers back in the NLCS again next year for like the fifth time in six years. Well, since you brought up the Dodgers, I, don't, I know we're not going to get too deep into baseball, but you noticed that they didn't – except that uh, Clayton Kershaw option, where does he end up? Where do you think? Where do, where do all the, the big-time arms, <laughs> he, arms go? You going to New York, huh? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean honest, it doesn't mean it, the Dodgers won't re-sign him, though. He can, yeah. They just didn't pick up his option. I think he'll be back there. He'll, now, Corey he Seager won't be. Nope. Nope. It, it, and Kershaw is, is, a, is a difference maker. Like, if you want to win a championship and you want to put yourself in with a potential to win, like, you need a guy that, when healthy, can win 20 games a season. Like you, you just need that. That's, that's important. Um, but not only that, you need a guy that, in postseason, can get it done. And, you know, he's proven that he can, but he's also proven that he can't. So it, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I think they inevitably resign him. He's too valuable. Yeah, well, I want to say this on, on my pick and then on the Braves thing. You know, uh, I, I think it's been, what, Randy, 20 years since somebody's repeated. might have been the Yankees team that you referred to. But um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals just simply, not only because it's our team, but because it's going to be the last ride for Yachty and Wainwright. And I just – how magical and special it would be, especially, you know, being that, you know, you got to watch Peyton do it in Denver in the NFL – what if you got to watch your boys do it in St. Louis? One last ride and just rode out in the sunset with a championship. I mean, that would be great, but they got a little, man. They got, they got big, five gold glovers. Yeah, but their, their problem was OPB, man. Can't get on base, you don't win games. Right, and what you did the 18 games prior to that don't mean jack. 
we can't do it when it matters. So um, let's talk NBA. Uh, Randy, I'll start with you. Grizz, pick up a win. And tonight in overtime, Carl Anthony Towns hits a unbelievable shot, you know, to, to send it to overtime. They clawed back from down 14. But, you know, you and I had this conversation, you know, through text and these are the games against the Timberwolves that they end up figuring out how to win. But like the wizards, like those are games that you you're in a position as this team is, you got to win those games, right? You can't, you can't falter on games like that. No, you do. Especially you were coming back home after what was a, you know, a road loss and you had to win the game and they were up at halftime. You know, we talked about it, got down, by as many as 16 with eight minutes to go, and they just found a way to win. Uh, we could talk about John Morant all night. He's special. The guy is truly going to be in the MVP race if he keeps this up. But what I really want to give it, it was a really an all-around effort from everybody, but I really want to highlight Brandon Clark, DB's favorite player. Uh, coming in, hadn't played much this season. Looked like he kind of fell out of the rotation for Zaire Williams. I didn't understand it, but whatever. Came back in today off the bench. Shout out to him, 20 points, nine rebounds. Had some huge rebounds. Uh, late in the game, in overtime, Jaron Jackson fouls out. Uh, Brandon comes in, immediately impact. He gets a putback, a rebound, and a putback that seals the deal. So, shout out to him for just, you know, staying ready to keep from getting ready. That's right. That's, that's why he's my favorite player. He comes out there, don't even have to play for games on end, and, and just comes out there and does what he does. Um, Drops a 20-piece on him. Yeah, quality minutes, you know, every time he's on the floor. Jim, give me uh give me an update on your boy Russ and the Lakers, man. It's uh every week and and I know it's early, but we're starting to get in this trend where every week we're saying, well, like it's getting a little worse, it's getting a little worse. Like how long do they let this this ride? How long does this go before they start entering panic mode? Well, before I answer that, I got to make Randy happy because they just broke into the Lakers game on my TV because Jokic gave Markeith Morris a cheap shot and Jimmy Buckets was not having it and absolutely went right after him like the dog he is. So, Randy, I know you're proud. That's interrupting a Lakers conversation, but being I was watching the Lakers game in the backdrop and it got interrupted and that's Randy's boy, I figured it needed to be known. He don't want that smoke. He, and then Jimmy, want, Jimmy wanted that smoke. Jimmy ran over there in a heartbeat. But to the question that was asked, the Lakers, uh, Daniel, I still just don't see it, man. And it's, and, and it's you know, one, one night it works, one night it doesn't. There's no consistency at all. And, and then, like, Randy, maybe you can answer this. Like, is LeBron, are they doing super load management, or is he nursing an injury that – I don't know about because, I mean, he's not played very many games. No, they came out yesterday and said that it's a much more serious injury. He'll be out for months, not weeks. Ah, so there we go. So, I mean, now now it's do or die time, fellas. I mean, then Russ has no excuse because he plays well with one other guy, especially if it's a big guy. So, we'll man, see. And he hadn't been, though. He hadn't been. He – he, man, I, this is the – y'all got you, – you know this is the last thing I wanted, man. I – we knew that athleticism carried him. I did not want to watch him go on the decline and things to start to go bad. Maybe he'll figure it out tonight. Um, you know, he's have he's got nine assists in the first half. So, I mean, he's dishing it out, but he's still only two for seven from the field. The guy's got to learn how to shoot, period. But 
I'm not a believer in the Lakers, if that's what you're asking, Daniel. Um, I don't know what happens. I, this just changed things with Randy dropping that news on me. I would have told you I think they, if it continued to not work, they'd find a way to get rid of him at some point. But if LeBron's going to be out extended period of time, I think at this point you just ride with Russ and see what happens. So you you take you take LeBron, arguably the greatest player in the game, greatest player maybe of all time. You remove him from the team. Do they have enough to be competitive? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'd say Anthony Davis enough is makes you competitive. I think if Russ is even seventy percent of good Russ, then then heck yeah. And then I mean, Carmelo. Here's the thing, and, and Randy, Randy will definitely about this. In the games that they've won, Carmelo, they actually go hand in hand. Carmelo's been amazing off the bench. It, it's amazing how integral he is to their winning. They got yeah, a, a they're, they're sitting at 500. They, they're going to have to figure it out because um, I don't think three weeks from now they can continue this, this trend and, and still be in the, the conversation of, of having a chance to, to win it all. Um, maybe to make a, a playoff spot. And I don't think this is – I mean, if you look at the current standings right now, let's just say you were to fall back into that to that eight spot. Like, Golden State would run them off the floor. I mean, I I, I picked Golden State to finish second or third uh, when we did our predictions. And, like, they're playing better than I, than I thought they would. Eight and one, I mean, that's – You know who that loss was to? <laughs> Memphis at, uh, at whatever their new arena is. Oracle is that? Oracle. I thought Oracle's the new one. I thought it was the old one for some reason. I don't know. No, I think Oracle is the new one. That's West Coast. Anything West Coast. Yeah, uh, DB's never seen it. Yep, I've seen it. It's right actually next to Oakland uh, Coliseum for baseball. It's it's what makes the Coliseum look that much worse because it's old and raggedy, and you got a brand new basketball arena next to it. All right. So, guys, anything noteworthy in the East? I mean, you're looking at the 76ers in first place. Um, you know, yeah, the maybe Wizards. a little, maybe a little <laughs> su- surprising. Um, you know, the Heat's there, the Bulls are there, Wizards and the Cavs. I mean, seven and three, seven and four. Like, who, who that? I'm not. That? I'm I'm surprised by the Cavs. I'm not surprised by the Wizards. They, that team, they got – I mean, I'm not – this isn't even a rust thing. They got better. They they got a lot of pieces that fit around what Bradley Beal is. They still, do they still have Ish? Yeah. I mean, Ish is phenomenal. That's – that, and you he, always and, said that. Yeah, I don't – he hadn't really been playing a lot. He's going to have been spot playing, but that team is built really well. I think they saw a chance to move a, a huge contract and get a lot of young pieces, and they're better, they're better for it. It's not even a knock on rust. That team just better fits together, and that's what Jim was talking about with the Lakers. It's not – a good fit and you need Russ and his athletic prime to do it. Cause now he's always been a, maybe a poor shooter, but now that he, the athleticism isn't quite there, he's still shooting and it's even worse. Like right now, like the trailblazers game the other night, it's, I mean, he shot 7% from the field. Like he's <laughs> got to figure out how to just be a facility. Like it's an exact, if he could play and he should learn it. Cause Rajon Rondo's on his team, just facilitate and do what you do. And you could still be really, really good. But what I'm going down to the east, though, the only thing I think that to, for me that surprises me is the Bucks. I'm not surprised by the Celtics. Y'all know I never believed in that team. 
76ers doing what they're doing, maybe basically flipping the double bird to Ben Simmons is pretty funny. And the heat at the top, man, that's what we all knew. Is the is the Hawks, you know, at four mm. and six, is that surprising? We called that. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think so. That team's – I think we all three collectively said that that wasn't going to repeat itself. You know, I, I, you know, I'll leave it to the, at this. The one, the one team that I think is, is really in trouble, and this is, you know, they're going to have to do a massive overhaul as the Celtics. I just – it's not – it's not working. I they're think Randy to... might be onto something about the coach. I mean, it's weird to say. Now, hey. I, I don't know. I'm just saying that team's had – chemistry issues since the bubble and it hasn't gotten any better and it, it, it ain't like they haven't been favored to to either be you know have a chance to win it all or win it all they just they're just not so um you know it'll be it's early you know still early i know you know being a, a russ fan you're going to get a chance to watch a lot of the lakers so we'll see how that plays out He's on, he's on right now, NBA TV. Tune in. No, nah, I'm good. Hey, back I, to the Wizards real quick. The biggest signing they made, by the way, I was wrong. Ish Smith is not on the roster anymore. Montrez Harrell going there has been the biggest thing for them. The dude's averaging 18 and 7. No, excuse me, 18 and 9. Get it, Montrez. Anytime you pick up a six-man, that's always a big signing. And Kuzma, everybody said he was trash because he was, you know, didn't he seemed to fade away in bad – but you got Kuzma and – Caldwell Pope, both of them having the game of their the careers, right? Their seasons of their career so far. And also, very, 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 very underrated move in the offseason. And I loved it was Spencer Dinwiddie had the, you know, the health scare, you know, went, it got traded away from the Nets because of that whole fiasco. Now playing with the Wizards, you know, just averaging a cool 16 and five. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Just waking up. By the way, leads the NBA in PR at over 27. Get it. All right, guys, college football, um, you know, it can't say that it was an eventful week of college, weekend of college football, but. Oh, you, you shut know, your mouth. Yes, it was. I, I will say, <laughs> I will say it was, it was good for my team. It was good for Randy's team, Jim. It was good you for Jim. You could actually say it's good for it, my team. We're supposed to lose about 50. It, you're right. Uh, it, it was a. a you you had a chance to win, I think is 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 a good way to put it, or you were in the game. Um and probably a lot closer than people would imagine, a lot closer than we thought it would be. Um but let's let's start with that, Jim. That you know, a six point loss to Alabama, uh fourteen to seven at halftime. Uh they tie it up, you know, Alabama ends up, you know, getting six. I mean, you know, no, no scores in the fourth quarter. Um, what was it? Was it the LSU defense? Was it just Alabama not figuring it out on offense? What, what was, what was the issue? Well, right. what, what, what went well this for LSU? Is, this is why Alabama needs to be scared. Traditionally, the reason why Alabama whoops LSU in the years that they do is they beat them in the trenches. And LSU was actually winning that battle on both sides of the ball. They could have easily have won that game. And so the reason I bring that up is when you look at what George is doing, you know, to fast forward, if Alabama's offensive and defensive line look like that against LSU and they do it again against a team like Georgia, they're going to get beat down. And so that's, that's the concern. And the thing is, it's not the first time this year. So 
I think that game was more about, you know, you got to be proud of LSU, you know, their coach is moving on, their top four players aren't playing, blah, 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 blah. I get that. Yeah, you're, you're proud of them going into Tuscaloosa. I think that game, people need to pay attention to Alabama being very vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not often where you see them at eight and one, and then they have a close game um, with. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with a you know below five hundred team like you just you don't you don't see it. Um, Randy, uh, big weekend for Tennessee. Um, would you say this was a, a a staple win of the season, or is this something that? As a Tennessee fan, you, you need to expect to win this game. Oh, 100%. You do expect to win the game, and it's also a staple win for this team in 2021. It's your first – Josh Heupel's first road win uh, against a ranked team. So, I think you got to – you know, you, you don't ever take those for granted. But, yes, you absolutely expect to beat Kentucky. You should expect that 35 out of 38 times, to be fair. So <laughs> – you know, we shout out Marcus Morris. Shout Hey-o. out. So, I was texting with him throughout the whole game, and he just kept saying that, you know, you, you know, y'all act like y'all don't ever win this game. I'm like, nah, you just got a little loose with the lips a couple times. So now I got to remind you. Yeah, you got to be checked, homie. All right. So you guys both had a chance to attend the Tigers game at the Liberty Bowl. Um, you know, Jim, they're 10 and 0 when you're in in attendance they went against smu um what was it that was the biggest difference was it the defensive play was it seth hennigan being back what what was it i mean you could definitely look at the defensive play but i do want to start with seth hennigan i thought he looked great i think he is the difference especially when you look at the fact that um how they played when he was out he he had a couple throws that were some short Aaron throws throughout the game, so he wasn't perfect. He still looked like a freshman, but he made some big time uh, and timely throws. And uh, I'm impressed with the kid. I mean, I'll be honest, like I- I'm down with drinking the glass of Henny. I'm I'm all about it. Um, you know, the the one throw that I am disappointed in missing, Randy, to know exactly what I'm talking about. The very first play of the game, boy, Calvin Austin for that touchdown. They could have opened up. Ah, uh, he. I wish he'd hit that one, but the defense, the defense looked real good. Hey, we got to see our boy Morris Joseph Jr. get in there and make a, make a sack. But, you know, when your defense gets the the pick to win the game, ice the game, that's not something traditionally that you see with a Memphis team, right? You, when your defense has got to be what holds it down to win the game as you know, when you're watching Memphis, you get nervous that if that's what it comes down to, but they did it. And they've done that a couple times this year. So you got to feel good about that. Um, this team is going to look back and look at those blown leads that they had and think about what could have been because it's actually a pretty good team. Yeah, here's here's my take. Um, watching them at UCF, they looked out of sync. They looked like the, you know, no disrespect to Parrish, but they looked as though the second string quarterback was in the game but in real reality he's technically the third fourth. string yeah fourth you're right because uh third string decided to transfer second string is really seth hennigan um but you know he he just he tried to run a lot he got beat up and they just looked out of sync you know they looked 
much more fluid and much more confident this week. I will say as the game got closer at the end, I started to to get a little panic, you know, because question for you. it, It was, it's one of those things where I don't expect the defense to give up the, you know, or them to give up the lead, but it's becoming a trend that I don't necessarily like. DB, my question for you is this. A lot of criticism has been weighed on uh, Silverfield over the last couple weeks, and, and it comes with the territory. You're, you're a head football coach. You're, you're going to you know, get that. But immediately uh, there were some decisions made, squib kick being number one. I, I don't understand some of the decisions that he makes. And, and granted, I don't know near as much about football as him. I've never played on that level, coached on that level. But I got to ask you, as our diehard Tigers fan, what do you think about some of the decisions you see him make in critical moments that us watching at home, we're like, why would you squib kick it just to give them a chance to get a field goal here? Yeah. um, I question the same thing, and I'm kind of in the same boat that you are. I know what good football is, but I don't know the – intricacies or the statistics on why you should do certain things in certain clutch situations. I just know like in that situation, I know if you kick it out of the end zone and you don't give them a chance to return it, you don't really have anything to worry about. They're going to have to drive the whole field on you. You squib kick it. You're giving them yardage that you don't necessarily have to give. So exactly. I, I, I do know that now, whether it's, Oh, I trust in my defense. I'm trusting in the scheme. I'm doing this. Like, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll well, tell you where I would have questioned Silverfield, and I text both of you guys in real time. Thank God for the false start penalty when they were going to go for fourth and two on their own 43 up three. What in the world was he thinking right there? Well, I think that that one you could go to analytics and say that that's what the, that's what the sheet tells you to do. I don't agree with it, but that that is. There's nothing I can find anywhere that says you squib kick it. But my – Second question, and I think this really is being spoiled, right? I've been watching Memphis play in person for 20 years now plus, and we've been so spoiled by these kickers, man. Y'all are as good as the offense looked and as good as the defense looked. Special teams is a liability out there. Yeah, I mean, it's – and it's tough because you're right, and I think I texted you guys this. um, We've been very lucky – I don't know of any program that has had the success in kickers or just in special teams in general that Memphis has had over the past 10 years. They're kicker you and RBU right now, man. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But, um, you know, you got to put it in perspective. We won the game. That's really what mattered. And I think, you know, all accounts, we beat a good team. I think SMU's a good team, and I think their quarterback is, is phenomenal. One yeah. last question that you – same one you asked me. Is this – I think it has to be, but is this the staple win of the season? It was Mississippi State, but you see how that season's gone. I mean, they're a good team, win some big games, but this was a ranked team in your house and a must win for this football team. Yeah, I think right now, uh, staple win, I think if if you – in two weeks from now, if you play Houston and you beat them, I think then then maybe you, you almost really turn the tables on the season. You, you take it from a, a borderline 500 season, you know, a, a six-win season. Now you're talking about eight wins, nine wins maybe. Um, that's, uh, that, that's pretty good 
with all things considered, you know, where you, you started the year with the freshman quarterback and, and a lot of unanswered questions. So, but yeah, definitely like last week, definitely a staple win for the season, definitely a must needed win. Um, but also it kind of just put some confidence in those guys that like they, they, they're, they still got it. They, they still got it. Um, they just got to go out and execute. Hey, uh, before we move on, Daniel, you know, Randy brought this up in group message. I want to bring this up for any listeners we may have, man. Go down there and watch Memphis play. It was a beautiful day, good football. And to Randy's point, you know, I mean, the crowd wasn't terrible, but it's nothing close to what it should be. Folks, go support your local team. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not going to get the game day atmosphere that you got, you know, two years ago with uh, or in 2019 with smu but i think randy said it other teams even bad college football teams depending on who you are have no problem coming to the game it's just bottom line no problem coming to the game no matter who is who the opponent is so yeah i i would reiterate like get out go to the games like I'd give anything to be able to go to every single Tiger Tiger game, um, you know. But I go and I support and I go to the games that I can. Um, hey, the so crowd when, that was there was loud, though. I'll give them that. Good, man. Here's what I, in regards to the crowd, we need to figure out what the protocol is for whoop that trick, and it can't no. be it can't be 13 times a game. It just can't. But it's not even. It wasn't the whoop that trick. You can't transition from whoop that trick to Sweet Caroline. I just can't have it. I would oh, like no. to call for the abolishment of playing Sweet Caroline at any Memphis Tiger football game. I'm I'm second in it. Let's make it happen. Because as long as they've been doing it, something bad happens. Like right after every almost every time. The the best song they play, Daniel, is and they don't overplay it. They play Who Run It two or three times a game, and that's my favorite. Hey, who run it? I know who run it. Brandon these Thomas. Boys. That's who run it. Yeah, these boys run it too. <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk uh, our our predictions last week. Um, currently, the standings are I'm in first place with 25 points. Randy's in second place with 22 points. Jim, you're in third place with 15 points. Um, Jim, the only game you won, you got one point for Texas A&M uh, against Auburn. Randy, you got. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I picked LSU. Oh, I hedged my bet. I picked Alabama. Never mind. Yep. Yeah, you did. You went the opposite. Yep. Sorry, bro. Mm. Damn it, Alabama. Cover. Yeah. So, um, you, Randy had Texas AM. He also had Tennessee, uh, who was getting 10 points and they ended up winning the game. Um, so he got one for one point for Texas A&M. He got two points for Tennessee. So he had three points for last week. I had just Ole Miss uh, covering their nine and a half against Liberty. I got three points for that. So like I said, I'm in first, 25 points. Randy's in second, 22 points. Jim in third with Dang, 15. Randy, you got two right. You still couldn't gain ground on them. I know, but that guy, he only wins the big ones. That's right. That's all I need to win now. I, I I know the strategy. All right. So this week, looking at the game of the week, the in regards uh, to ranking, it's easy. Oklahoma and Baylor rankings wise, 
that's it. Would be the no, game because of- game day is at Miss or I mean uh, at uh, Ole Miss. Game day is at Ole Miss because they've already been to Oklahoma. Like they've done them twice, and they got Katy Perry coming back because that's well, that's trash. They felt like because she picked right last time. They, they need to get Morgan Freeman. I'm on your side. They said uh, Van Cleve told me earlier that um, Rise Plumley was trying to fight his way for it. He thinks he's got that kind of status. Clearly, he doesn't. Well, Man, I'm gonna tell you right now, he about won that game for him the other day, a football yep. game. He was the only receiver that could catch a ball. He was a stud. Game of the week: Georgia, Tennessee. Mm. Oh, I'm that you can bet your ass I'm picking them balls. Oh, hey, scroll down, scroll right down, dude. You mean to tell me the giant slayer is playing Ohio State? Oh man, Ohio State better be on upset alert. I'm staying as Purdue, far away, away from Purdue. These dudes Purdue only, hey, I forgot which one of y'all said it, but Purdue only beats a team if they got a little number beside them. That's right, that was DB. Got the most wins. I know what I'm picking. All right, so we're we're consensus is Oklahoma Baylor game of the week. Well, Jim thinks it should be old Miss. I was just saying where game. I was just saying where game day was. Well, SEC Nation is in Knoxville. I'm, I'm, that's really I'm, the better I'm good show. With Oklahoma Baylor. I'm going with Oklahoma Baylor. Let's go. All right, Oklahoma Baylor. Oh. It is Jim. You're you're in last place. Do you want to pick first or you want to pick last? I'll, I'll pick first. It don't even matter. All right, the line. Um, is five and a half, or Oklahoma's given five and a half. Um, not that it, you know, who, who are you taking? Baylor. Baylor. You think they're going to win outright, or they're going to? I think they're going to win outright. I, I think the football gods did it with Michigan State. They're going to do it with Oklahoma. They're going to find a way to get Cincinnati in that playoff. Okay. Okay. See you. Randy, who, who are you taking? Boomer in a blowout. Ooh. Oh. Conventional wisdom says I should agree with Randy. I picked Baylor in the past. Once they 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 did well for me. The second time they didn't do well for me. And I always pick wrong. So conventional wisdom says go whatever way I don't. <laughs> you know. Um ooh. Five and a half. All right, yeah, I'm gonna take Oklahoma. I just boo. I think that their their time is coming when they fight the fighting Gundies. I think that that's gonna be their their downfall. Um. So yeah, give me give me Oklahoma. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I think it's gonna be I don't know ten point win for, for Oklahoma. All right. Less than seven, Jim. I'll give you the option of picking first, last place, picking first. Less than he gets to pick stay, twice. Stay, stay, stay on that page because I'm picking one of the two games it was showing. Hold up, he doesn't pick to choose first. It's snake style. You to pick now. Oh yeah, my bad, my bad. I forgot. Oh uh, yeah, then get off that page, Jim. So you don't pick either of those. Hmm. Less than seven. You got Wake Forest. You got Notre Dame. I mean, like, really? I feel like that's a good one. That is a good one. But I'm not picking it, so you can have it. This is who I'm taking. Give me Ole Miss all the way. Whoa. 
Ole Miss. They're pretty beaten up. Whoa. Nah. Mm. I wish we were picking. I wish we were all picking that game so I could go against you. I mean, it could have been the game of the week. All right, Randy. Less than seven. Who are you taking? I'm going to say that your Memphis Tigers stay hot and they beat East Carolina. Another 11 a.m. start in the Liberty Bowl. They, they winning it, man. Outright. What's the spread on that? Six. Six. You know what, Randy? I don't got anything going on Saturday morning. I might just go so you can win that bet. We'll go on in. Be there in the student section. Man, you know what I realized? There's a lot of old folks like me sitting in the student session. That's a fact, Jack. I don't know. I don't go over there. Yeah, you do because you come say hi. That that's it. You're the only reason I stay out of the student section. Otherwise, too much too much tomfoolery over there. Too, give, too lit. Too too give, lit over there. Give me. Uh, there's two that I really wanted, but I'm gonna go ahead and take Michigan as the one point dog on the road. Taking Michigan. Are you sure you want that? Sure. I really want wanted. I really wanted Mississippi State, but I'm really I'm really loving some Will Rogers. But I think Michigan is clear cut better than Penn State, in my personal opinion. So I'm gonna go there. All right. Greater than seven, Jim. <laughs> I want I want Purdue. I wasn't kidding. You are. You are a brave man. Giant slayer. I mean, they didn't even got it. They just got to cover the, or they just got to get it within the twenty. So, but they might win. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, when you look at that spread, Ohio State, we've picked them a couple times, and they haven't done well for us against the spread, even though they used to be the the team that we go to. Um, but they're giant killers for sure. So we'll we'll see what happens. Randy, pick Tennessee, uh. Randy. Pick Tennessee, Randy. I am. Um, I'm. I'm picking Tennessee. No, no, you're not. You would never do that. Your heart would never allow you. You just couldn't. I and you. Plus, you're trying to bait me into picking them. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I see your style. Seven, greater than seven. Whew. Man, I really want to pick Tennessee. I just can't do it. You picked them last week. It worked out well for you. I mean, look. Oh, I'll tell you which one to pick. Go back down. It. Randy, take Double Washington down. State because it's time for Oregon to lose to a team they're not supposed to. I thought they already did that. They lost to Ohio State. I mean, that was a good team. They're going to lose to a team they're not supposed to now. Or no, they beat Ohio State. Yeah, they beat Ohio State. They have they, 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 they lost to somebody already. Well, they were, how are they ranked fourth now? Or maybe they didn't. Go scroll back down. They had a four next to their name. Yeah, no, they're eight and one. They did. They lost the game. They had to have been to somebody good because you can't stay a four if you lost somebody crappy. They lost to Stanford, who is not good. Mm. Unranked Stanford. Yep. Mm. Unranked Stanford. You getting fourteen points? Do it. I'm thinking. Stanford's Oregon. three and two. Might take Oregon to cover that fourteen. Think so. No, you can take the fighting Gundies. Give me. Take Kentucky over Vandy. 
Well, that's a, that. That's actually that's that's exactly the game I'm looking at. That's an easy bet. That's an easy bet. But I just that's don't want to pick. Don't want to pick Kentucky. I mean, I'm on that one. Then I go to the Tennessee one, so I got to make a decision here. I can tell Give you the balls. Taking, we're covering. We're uh, covering the twenty. See, you know, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Ride it while it's hot, man. So, I think I'm gonna go Alabama cover fifty-one and a half. No way, you're not doing that. <laughs> one, one and eight, New Mexico State. Oh, they're horrible. I mean, that would be a fucking ballsy pick. It really would be. Hey, they are. Hey, Randy, on an NBA note, so the Lakers were down eight, and Carmelo came in with the bench unit. And now they're up. And, yeah, uh, uh, to, the, to the point on the Carmelo statement, he knocked down three straight shots. When, when he's good, they win. Man, I don't know. Where am I going to go, guys? Where am I going to go? You take Kentucky. You take Kentucky. I think that's a solid. That's an easy. If you're going to try to sell Randy on something, you need to take it yourself. But I would take Washington State. FTW. Man, if I was going to pick that game, I would pick Oregon. Then pick Oregon so you can finally get one wrong. I would pick Oregon too. I think you need to go right there. Give me Kentucky. Take Vandy, man. They'll cover that twenty-one. All right, Kentucky, given 21. Will Levis did nothing but post pictures of himself after a loss. What a loser. Carmelo, another three. Carmelo, another three. Our our picks are are solidified for college football. Let's move to NFL. I could get every single one right for the rest of the way and still not catch all. I've dug so deep. In in college football, yes. In pro football, you're actually – uh, you're Still doing well. On. Still holding you're, on. You're, you're holding on. You're in first place. Uh, your your record is twenty nine and eighteen. Uh, I'm in second place with a record of twenty six and twenty one, and Randy's in third place with a record of nineteen and twenty eight. Both of you guys uh, took a game on me this week. Um, Jim, you got the Chargers game, you got the Bears game, and you got the Broncos game. Um, Randy, same with you, Chargers. Um, actually, you you got two games. I apologize. You got the Chargers game and you got the Broncos. Um, I got the Falcons and the Chargers. Um, I was very hopeful in the Monday night game because it seemed as though Pittsburgh early on was gonna do it what I needed them to do with the spread, but then the Bears just Turned it on, so very, very interesting game. Did you but did you hold on in fantasy to Monday Night Football? I didn't look. I I haven't even had a chance to look. I'm gonna I'm gonna break the news to you right now. Doing a podcast, I think I think you held good. on by two and a half points, Daniel Ball. That's all that matters. It's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Wins or wins. That's that's all I care about. But the Steelers uh, winning tonight does pull them within a game of the Ravens. Yep. I mean the. St- they're Randy, just gonna are the Steelers be even good? Like no, I, but they I have can't. the they have the second best coach in the league. 
the North is is a cluster now at this point of a bunch of average ass teams. Yeah, I mean that game against the Browns and the Bengals was something that. I, it, Randy, Randy, I got to talk to you about overreaction in that division. Daniel, to YouTube. I'm gonna go to you, Randy, first of it because you know, you know my thing on Lamar, right? But forget, forget my feelings. They were talking this morning. You know, Tom Brady has a bye week. Aaron Rodgers, you know, is is out with COVID. So you know, there's a, there's guys that would be in this conversation that aren't playing, and they talking about Lamar is the clear cut MVP. And I'm like, and then. Thank God somebody decided to bring Tom Brady's stats to the table and say that he's on pace for 50 touchdowns and 5,400 yards or whatever. And it was like – and then Aaron Rodgers has been doing Aaron Rodgers thing. It's like, dang, some guys take a couple weeks off and Lamar has a comeback win against the Vikings and all of a sudden he's the front runner for MVP. I, okay, the think about it, just the just the word, what it is. Most valuable player. Tell me somebody that accounts for more offense than Lamar Jackson. Did you see Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers this week? Just curious. I I did. I did. They were terrible. They lost, but they were in the game, had a chance at the end. Jordan Love looked great in the second half. But Lamar Jackson has over 82% of their yards. That ain't passing. That ain't rushing. 82% of their offense is Lamar Jackson. And then throw another guy in the conversation, because as Daniel Scrollin made me think of who was the other person in the conversation – it was Dak and Stafford. They both they both take L's, and all of a sudden they're out of the conversation too. So every either they had a bye week or everybody had one bad game. Uh, he has a comeback win against a Vikings team that's under five hundred, and now he's just a runaway. Well, Dak needs to be out of the conversation. I need, um, but you're the I first one to get mad at Dak. You're the first one to get mad at Dak when he does bad. Well, I'm I'm not mad, but. That's a game that you need to win. It's not you have like to okay, win game. yeah, okay. You lose to the Bucks. I get it. Um, you lose to the Rams. You lose to the Cardinals. Even like, like I can handle like losing to like a Russell uh, Wilson Seattle Seahawks team, but you you can't lose to a fucking Teddy Bridgewater Denver Bronco team. You just can't. And that division's right there, the West. But y'all know who's in first place in the AFC West. Y'all see it up at the top. Yeah, the, the they, they hold boy wonder. Back. But y'all like Kansas City stay in the mix, and if they figure it out at some point, they look awful. They, look they do. They look hey. awful. Yep. So hey. let me ask you guys a question in regards to looking awful. Let's start at the top, Daniel. Let's get to that first team up top. What I mean. I get having a bad week, man, but the Jaguars, like, Randy, you said it was inexcusable when the Colts did it last year, I remember. Dude, so you know you know that feeling when you have a good oh, team man. and you lose to the Jaguars. What I mean, what do we think about the Bills losing that game like that? I mean, you couldn't even score a touchdown. It's multiple losses in a row for the Bills. They are they got some issues. But at least the other one was the Titans, who is beating everybody good right now. The, the, the Jags hadn't beat nobody but one other team. I don't even know who it was. It was the Miami Dolphins, who's terrible too. So I mean, like, I mean, that this I, is just this is just Urban Meyer finding out he's getting in his groove, dog. <laughs> no, I think Buffalo bounces back, but I mean, that's just a lot. When you're looking at only one team gets the one seed, like that loss may be easily the difference. Because the yeah. are going to be the one seed. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, though, the Bills they lost to the Steelers. 
who, you know, they're okay, right? We, we're kind of questioning if they're good. They lost to the Steelers, they lost to the Titans, and they lost to the Jaguars. I mean, they don't have the Jaguars as a bad loss. Can't really frame it any other way. But in the Titans game, they gave that game away. They were clearly the better team for most of the game, and they gave it away on a quarterback sneak where you went, fell. I don't even know what they were doing. Well, the good news is they're not going to lose. I understand New England's in there, however. They're not going to lose that division. That I mean, I ain't going to knock on No, they ain't going to lose that division. You know that. I don't know, bro. This Patriots, I've been watching them play. They're, that team is – he is figuring they're, it out. They're better They're better than people thought they were going to be, and they're flying under the radar better than people think they are. Hey, you got to think about the overtime game against the Cowboys. The Patriots, they could have won that game easily. And they did take the Bucks to the wire. But, Daniel, let me ask you a question in regards to – because. I thought the Titans without Derrick Henry wouldn't win. Did you by chance, because I know you're not up for staying late uh, on the Sunday night football games up at Angel Team, did you get a chance to watch that? Uh, no. Randy, did you watch at least the first half? That's 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 the main part I need to know. Yeah, I did. I did. Dude, okay. When you meet somebody, but you don't know them that well. And so when I met Jeffrey Simmons in person, and it was a fun story because my son walked up to him and told him, just randomly just threw me under the bus and said, man, you make my dad look small. And I was like, well, damn. Anyway, his biceps were as big as my torso. And so he took a picture with him and, and I knew he went to Mississippi state and I knew he played for the Titans, but I know. And to watch that dude absolutely dominate the Rams offensive line and get three sacks and force the interception in the first half. And, uh, and to think that I met that guy and Jackson took that picture. That was a cool moment. And, and he, he literally him and that, uh, it was like Avery or something. Those two du- two dudes completely took over a game, and and it was the Titans' defense that absolutely took over that game. And shout out to them if they ain't on your list, Daniel, consider it. Uh, maybe, maybe they are. Maybe <laughs> they are. Who knows? All right, let's let's get into this. We gotta we gotta talk uh, picks for this week. Uh, Jim. No, you're in first place. I was just assuming you were in last. Randy, you're in you're in last. <laughs> do you I'll give you the option like I gave Jim. Do you want to pick first or do you want to pick last in this round? I am going to go first. All right. Who you got? Who you taking? All right. I'm trying to pick a game that y'all are gonna disagree with me on. Let me uh let me nope, y'all won't disagree there. Won't disagree there. Mm. Um, let me go. I think I know Jim will probably disagree with me there, but I don't think DB will. I'm gonna take I bet you won't take the Jaguar. I would disagree uh, with you there. Yeah, I'm not gonna take the well, that's a big line. I might actually. Let me get let me get the Chargers over the Vikings. Chargers over Vikings. Justin Herbert, future MVP. All right, give or give me. Hmm. It's tricky. Pick the good one. 
Tricky. That's a good one. One and three away, two and two away, three points. Give me the Chargers. Oh, son of a bitch. And for that reason, give me the Chargers. <laughs> Y'all are not going to catch me. We're going to have to put new rules in. We're gonna have to, no, We're gonna... I'm not changing rules. I can tell you that. I got to pick first for you to All know right. to pick the opposite. Well, now's your chance. You get to pick first. Uh, scroll. Well, isn't he in first place? Wouldn't you be going now? Oh, it is true. Yeah. You're the one that said snake style a minute ago. Yeah, but this is I picked the first game. He picks the second game. You pick the third game. Then you pick the fourth game. That's a snake style. We do Correct. it different than the college. Sorry, not all of us have a snake. Get, like you, we don't understand that game. Give, give me the Cowboys. Going, going back Nine? to the uh, Yep, give me the Cowboys. Falcons. And I remember I picked against the Cowboys last week because the line was nine and a half, and I said the Cowboys would win. They didn't win, but I picked on the line, and I ended up getting that game right, so I'm going to do it again. So who are you taking, the Falcons? Yeah, just on the line. I don't think the Falcons are going to win. Randy, who you got? Give me the boys. So, You're boy, only picking that because I picked the Falcons. You would have picked the Falcons too. I love Matty Ice, but I don't think that the I think the Falcons are very they're not good. And the Cowboys are going to bounce back in a big four, way. That was four and four, four. and three and one. Hey, three and one away. You see that? Cowboys are three yeah, and one at home. They don't home. they don't lose in Jerry World, except to the Broncos. <laughs> um. All right, dude. Carmelo yeah. is just making everything. Um, give me the Buccaneers over Washington. Well, that's Nine consensus. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you know what? You're right. We'll all pick that. Let's let's back it up because I know y'all pick against me. Give me the Saints to beat the Titans. You pick a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I know y'all both picked the Titans. There you go. There's y'all's game. You think I'm going to pick the Titans? You got me yeah. fucked Yes, up. I do. I do. After you watch the Saints-ish the bed against the Falcons, you're going to do it. Yeah, you're right. I'm taking the Titans. Yeah, I'm taking the Titans, too. Good pick. Yeah. Be even better when the Titans roll. Roll your boys. All right, Jim. <laughs> Pick again. Scroll. The other way. See, if we want to all take the bucks, I'd just take the bucks. Let me get. There's your game right there. That we, we will not pick the same right there. That one. Okay. Uh, no. Um, I'm going to take. I know where it is. I know where we'll have separation. Give me Russell Wilson in his first game back for the Seahawks on the road against the Packers. No. Aaron Rodgers isn't even cleared yet, is he? I don't care. I just know who Russell Wilson is. You're taking Seahawks? 
Yeah, I believe in Russ, and I know I know Randy likes to hate on him, so I know he'll go Green Bay. I'm only going Green Bay if I see Aaron Rodgers is playing. I doubt he's playing. They got they got to think he's playing if they're giving them four. Or they just watch the Seahawks play this year, even with Russ. But Russ is back. He wasn't even good when he was there. Taking a lot of hits this you year. You watch your mouth. Give me, give me the Packers. Carmelo Anthony's hit seven straight shots, and I'm not even making that up. Packers. Whoa. So they're up man. by 14. I man, I want to know if he's playing or not. You don't believe in love? Yeah, give me the Packers. All right, Randy. Give me the Patriots over the Browns. Randy, is 80% from the field on the game good? It's been known to be. <laughs> Patriots. One you, forced me into, you forced me into that pick no matter what, huh? I see what you did there. I, I, yeah, I had to go there because I feel like you'll take the, the Browns. Chubb's playing. I mean, it's your boy. They're what? They're one less LSU player, though. Man, I'm a little sad. I know, and look how good they looked without him. They, I, all I know is the Saints. Simeon was five for eleven, and the six incompletions were all drops, and that's not even a, a fake statistic. It was literal six drops. I'll take OBJ and all his problems if he can catch his damn ball. But anyway, that's a side subject. Give me the Browns. The Browns. So. This is one where I'm picking. I'm picking the Patriots because I need I need to try. God, to- I'm gonna gain so many points on you, Busters. This is awesome. You really think Bill Belichick's gonna lose to Baker Mayfield? Yes. And then when the Bills beat the Jets, they're gonna put that cushion in, and like I told Randy, they're gonna take the East with ease. All right, last pick, last game for me. Let's see, where do we want to go? I'm going to stay away from Monday night game. Uh, Sunday night, Chiefs Raiders. That's a tough one. Yeah. Hey, Randy, remember when we picked the Niners to beat Arizona, especially because we didn't know if Kyler Murray or Hopkins would play, and uh, they both didn't play, and they got smashed? Yeah, they're, the 49ers are pretty bad. Pretty bobo. Go ahead and pick them, pick them Colts up there, DB. Ten and a half, that's nothing. I mean, Jaguars coming off a big win. They're feeling themselves. Yeah, you need to be feeling them too, dog. Pick them, pick them Jaguars to cover that line. I almost want to take the Jets right here. Please. No. Uh, 13, that's a big one. Good Lord. Yeah. There's, not, there's not a worse game in football than the Steelers and Lions. No they don't spread. even put a line. They're like, you know what, <laughs> whatever. I feel like, you know, I'm not going to pick this game, but I feel like this is the game that we talk about. We're not real sure what the Steelers are, and I feel like this is the game they lose. You might be right. Do the Eagles-Broncos. Screw it. Oh, fuck the Broncos, bro. Give me the – give me the Raiders. 
Give me the Raiders. I'm going against the green here. Give me the Raiders. Randy, would you like me to pick first? You know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I got the cheese. Well, now I have to take the Raiders. I mean, you were going to take the Raiders regardless, right? No, he wasn't. He was going to take the cheese, so I took the Raiders. (laughs) He's going to try to gain ground on both of us. Hmm. Uh, Hold on here. Let's let's give this a little peek a little real quick. Uh, I'm going to – I'm – Raiders three and one at home. Chiefs yeah. two and two away. Yeah. Chiefs. You know, Raiders coming off a. Uh, I mean, they lost to the Giants, bro. Clyde is back too. They lost to the Giants. Clyde ain't done jack shit all year. He's back. They lost to the Giants. I'm not even convinced that he's going to be utilized that much. You're just hoping that for fantasy purposes. So oh, both of these teams, this is like a must win for both. This is like to stay on to, to stay in that, you know, at the top of the division. But I am going to go. I'm just gonna Raiders. keep Raiders. I mean cutting they done cut two guys this week for conduct that's unbecoming. I man, the Chiefs are a mess though. Randy went from being tired before this episode started to taking 20 minutes on one pick. Oh, man. Give me – Jim pick the Chiefs? I need to gain some ground. We picked the same a lot, DB. I got to go with the Chiefs. Uh, it's all right, man. I'm gonna, I might be in first place when this when this is all said and done. Jim, you're, you're just leaving the door open. All right. Let's finish this up. Last call. Jim, what do you got? Boys, I don't care how much you don't care about soccer. I have been thrown a dagger. My my daughter, her wall is plastered with pictures of LSU women's and Memphis women's soccer player. 64 teams they put together, and they put LSU versus Memphis. So regardless if y'all care about soccer or not, at least feel for my daughter if you're not going to feel for me that she is now torn because she doesn't know who she wants to win because her favorite player on is on each team. There are two favorite players. It's going to be in Memphis. She leans more towards LSU, but the fact that it's in Memphis makes her want to root for Memphis because she feels bad. She's putting a hard place for a 15-year-old girl. I'm putting a hard place with her, man. But either way, the Tigers are coming out on top, as y'all joked about earlier. But – Shout out because those are multiple in off the bench guests. We got four in total that will be playing in that game um, here in Memphis in the NCAA tournament. So look forward to it. I will let y'all know the results because I know y'all will not pay attention. That's not true. I ended up going to the game. Yeah, shout out to you. I, I actually I was there was there. a bet and there was a bet in my house. Both women said you would not go. Well, they don't know me very well, and and I wish I would have known that there was a bet because I would have took it. But. Randy, last call. What you got? Abolish daylight savings time. I know that's Stupid. right. My my daughter is she's something else. I mean, we're doing this podcast so late. We're about to see the sun come up, DB. But let me ask you, Randy, you. do you do you think daylight savings time has something to do with the NFL's awkwardness yesterday? Because that was the most awkward set of scores and upsets I've ever seen. 
I had a guy that's been telling me this for years, and he echoed it this morning that the NFL, much like the WWE, is scripted, and we know who's they know who's going to win every week. <laughs> and after after weeks like yesterday, I can't even say he's lying. Nope, can't do it. Can't do it. All right, guys, Randy, I'll give you the option. You want the Power Five or the Not So Power Five? Not so. Not so. All right. Not so powerful five coming in at number five. The Rams. Rams got a little bit to figure out. They they didn't look so hot. Um, looked a little lost. Um, and what's even more frustrating is you strengthen your defense, but yet you struggled handily. So um, Rams, you're in at number five. Number four, Buffalo. Buffalo, when you lose to Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars and Urban Meyer and all that nonsense, you're you're in the not so powerful five. Coming in at number three, the Cowboys. Cowboys, if you want people to continue to believe in you, you can't lose home games to the Broncos. You just can't. Uh, coming in at number two, the Lakers. It's uh, becoming a weekly weekly trend now. They're they're finding themselves. You know, struggling and in the not so powerful five, and uh, I don't know. You know, maybe next week they pull themselves out. They put some wins together, but now that LBJ is going to be out, and there's going to be some guys that are going to have to step it up. So we'll we'll see what happens. Coming in at number one, the owner of the Suns, Robert Sarver. You got to do better, bro. As an organization, I don't know the intricacies of what's going on or what was covered up or what was not covered up or what was out there. But all I know is that's, that's not good. Not a good look, especially when you have the team that's capable of doing what they're doing. So power five, Jim, you ready for this? Yes, number sir. five, number five, the Titans, Tennessee Titans, just kicking ass, lose, lose their best player maybe and and still just beating up on people number four st louis cardinals all them gold gloves going all to the cardinals that's a lot of gold man um i don't know if that's ever happened or never never happened that's unbelievable unbelievable shout out to the cardinals uh coming in at number three kamara usman big fight retains the championship uh, coming in at number two, Rose Namajunas. She defended her championship. Randy, let me ask you: her division is there? Is it just a weak division, or, or is there like what? What is next for her? Like, what does she do? Oh man, I, I don't know that it's so weak. If she's just far and above everybody there is, I mean, we've seen this happen uh, in in women's. You know, it was it it's 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 in waves, right? We saw it even in men's, right? I think that there'll be somebody that comes up that we're not expecting. Uh, you know, we never expected, and I'm drawing a blank right now, when Holly knocked out, um, it was Dana's fate. Golly, what's her name? Ronda She's Rousey. Like, Ronda Rousey. Nobody saw that coming. And then all of a sudden, a spinning back fist gets you knocked out cold. So mm -hmm. I, I don't see it coming for Rose right now, but I think we just got to hold on tight. Eventually, the Titans fall. Yeah, it's a it's a sport that you can be on the the top of the mountain one day and quickly humble the next. But shout out, that's Conor McGregor. Yeah, I mean, shout out to to those fighters. Uh, 
big UFC this past weekend, a couple big fights, a couple championship bouts where the champions retained. Um, number one, Jim, you're going to like this. Carly Lloyd. Carly Lloyd, last game ever. She hung him up. So shout out to her, all that she's done for women's soccer in general. Um, you know. I'm so proud very, of you. Very, very good career. Um, I'm in the soccer mode, man. I just had to get it in there. Guys, another good episode, man. Um, it was jam-packed. We had a lot of traffic on the airwaves, but uh, you know, we had a chance to catch up with Ben Van Cleve, had a chance to catch up with Hayden Leatherwood, and you know, we had Hudson Sapp on, who you know, new guy thrown into the mix, got a little bit about him. I'm, I'll see big things from him. We'll bring him back on for sure and get his backstory and get a little more in-depth and some detail on him, but I want to thank those guys for joining us and if you like hearing us average joes talk x's and o's please like and share the podcast on facebook retweet us on twitter listen and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify and anchor as always your comments ratings and feedback is always welcome we're going to see everyone next week for episode 10 where we got minor league baseball players keegan james and dallas wolfolk this has been the end off the bench podcast as always remember strong body sharp minds great and grind all the time we are out